0: and I I forget what woke me up, but it was before I I had set my alarm, and wake up and I flip on my headlamp, and all I see are hundreds of eyes reflecting my headlamp back
1: at me. Oh no! (laughs) Terrifying. Hundreds.
2: Welcome to Stand Up, Pedal Action. What does it take to win a non-stop, multi-day mountain bike race in the Colorado backcountry? In the second half of our interview with Seth and Jesse Michael, Seth fills us in on what it took to finally finish and win the Colorado Trail Race in conditions that go a bit beyond Type 2 fun. Hey everybody, you're listening to the second half of our interview with Seth and Jesse Michael, and we're picking up the action as Seth is about to make his third attempt at at finishing the Colorado Trail Race. If you haven't heard the first half of our interview, check it out in the Super Back catalog wherever you get your podcasts.
0: But oh my God, I, like, I still... I, I make the joke that I'm still drying out from the CTR <laughs> in 2017. Because <laughs> it literally started raining maybe like three or four hours into the first day and like didn't stop until I finished. Like people were... Having to go over Monarch Crest in like a foot and a half of snow. Uh, Oh my gosh. So I
1: drove to Fusis Creek. Mm -hmm. Which is off Monarch
2: Pass for those who don't know. In
1: hopes of like cheering him on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it is coming down like torrential rain. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for everybody that's out there right now. Especially him, you know, of course. But I sat there. Cause I, I couldn't like find him on the live tracker. Like I had no service out there. And I was like, he's supposed to be here. Not right now. we like, why is it taking him so long? And I missed him by 30 minutes. Like I oh. had to leave to go back um yeah. into the Springs. And I, I was just so sad about it. And then I got pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No way home, but... Yeah. I was just uh... at that point, his, um, his water purifying tablets had busted open, and so they all dissolved,
3: sure, yeah, right? oh, no <laughs>
0: yeah, so... like in my bag, like you you've been bike packing gosh, uh-huh. like like anything that can come undone inside your bags will come undone, like
3: hundred percent like
0: bags of you know chips or something somehow all of a sudden there's a hole in the bag, and chips mm-hmm. are all over your bag, um. And so, yeah, I, I was drinking raw water, the you know, after the first day, and because I, I, think it came open in my my frame bag on the first day, and so. It, like, dyed it, iodine tablets, so it yep. dyed everything,
3: like, reddish-orange. <laughs> um, you were saving time because you didn't have to purify. Yeah, yeah there
2: exactly, you go. Right? <laughs> yeah. the, so Jardia, the Jardia ain't going to catch that's up to you get yeah, home. It was the
1: thrush that got him. Oh, oh wow. gosh. Yeah, so, it was nasty.
3: Yeah, I got,
0: ended up, so in 2017, I ended up getting thrush, which, like, the only reason I knew what that was is because our kids had it when they were, like, a month old. My mm-hmm. like, babies get thrush. Yeah. And so uh, it's just awful. Like trying to breathe or swallow is, is pretty painful. Mm-hmm. It's like the coating um, in your
3: mouth. And yeah. And it looks that. like, yeah, it's like yeah. a
0: white bacteria or something that's mm-hmm. in your throat. But yeah, I, I don't, but also like <laughs> the cutting weight, I didn't bring a toothbrush with me. <laughs> and so, like, I'm sure between not brushing my teeth for five days and drinking sugary snacks, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. snacks and, and raw water out of sh- creeks and streams, like, of course, like, what you know, what do you expect? But,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, but yeah, like 2017 going good. Um, uh, I think I, you know, crossing over Highway 50 into Mount Princeton and the entire time, just raining, raining, raining. And I heard from one of the photographers that the guys behind me, it snowed that that foot mm. and a half or foot on Monarch Crest, which, like I, those those poor, poor bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you made it through just before the snow. Yeah, just before. So like as I was uh, hit uh, Fooses Creek, like it was trying to kind of snow, And I ended up coming down, but then the you know, the rest of the way, like everything was going good. Um uh Jonathan Basham, like the
1: Yeah, wasn't he he like a he was a runner? Crazy
0: race uh back east, the uh Barkley Oh Oh, yes Mm. I didn't even know any of this Uh until like after the race. Like everybody's like, Oh, did you like Get that's talk where with him. I was
1: fangirling because I was running oh, at that time, yeah. oh
0: so, yeah, yeah there we go i I knew I found this out through Jesse. she's like like Jonathan Basham was racing, and I was like, I have no idea who that is and but some big names had drop dropped out already, like Ruff Snyder, um mm. who's won it before, I believe, and he's you know bigger a z t guy um he ended up bailing because I think he had a knee issue um but anyways, this was going on the third or fourth day, and he was approaching. Like top three. Yeah, I was in third place at that time. From what uh, I forget, the mountain flyer photographer's name. He didn't. He told me because I didn't really turn on my phone at all, and if I did, I wasn't you know looking up to yeah. see where I was. You Got time for that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got okay. time for that. Yeah. yeah. Clark,
1: right. No, it, it was.
0: Oh. Uh, I feel bad for getting it forgetting his name. But Eddie was out there too. And yeah, he. I think he told me uh the place I was in. But going through yet yeah, Leadville was in third place and then um you know going over into Copper, um, you know, another horrible day, just raining, like got over into Copper in the middle of the night. Um, and apparently Jonathan had stopped at the the gas station and bailed out there and I didn't know that. And as I'm coming over Copper, like into into Copper, I can um see somebody's bike lights clear up on the Colorado Trail on uh on ten mile? Ten mile, yeah. So like clear across the the (laughs) valley, I can see somebody's lights. And I thought that was Jonathan, but it turns out it was Chris Plusco that was in first place. And jonathan was down at the gas station oh man and so like i i start up um uh, 10 mile and at this time you know there's if if i had to guess there's probably 80 to 100 miles of hike a bike on the ctr
2: <laughs> yeah just a mere 80 to 100 miles <laughs> yeah. don't mind that
0: Me, <laughs> anybody like any time of the day could probably ride like all the sections that i'm hiking at the time but with the bag with the you know sleep deprivation with the hundreds of miles that you've already done yeah exactly yeah Yeah, Yeah, because you're
1: pulling like what an hour of sleep every day hour or two i I was
0: trying to get about two hours but as you know two hours (laughs)
1: yeah okay
2: slumbering away you don't
0: sleep like your legs hurt like it's super cold And you just, you know, you don't recover like you want to, but yeah, going up 10 mile and all of a sudden I I can feel in my shoe. I'm like, that feels really weird. Like I can feel the ground through my shoe. shoe. (laughs) And so I look at the bottom of my cycling shoe and I had worn through the carbon sole and my socks and toes were poking out of the bottom of my (laughs) shoe. oh
1: (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh he showed
1: me the shoes and i was just dying laughing
0: and so my toes and and like the the carbon sole had cracked and i was worried about my cleat falling off like yeah never had to worry about that before in my life and like going up 10 mile and i you know it starts pissing rain I got to a point where it was middle of the night and I was like, I'm going to stop and try and repair my shoe. And in my like sleep deprivated dino brain, I was like, I've got an idea. I'm going to cut apart one of my water bottles and <laughs> duct tape it to the bottom of my shoe. And this took me way too long. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I had this tiny little leather man with a, you know, a blade that's maybe an inch and a half long.
3: huh
0: and I'm cutting apart one of the the three bottles I have and I'm like all right like that you know that looks good I'm gonna put it on the bottom of my shoe and I add some like you know uh, duct tape wrapped around I think my pump at the time just yeah you know, for whatever like you never think you're gonna use it um, and I got this all set up and it's still like pouring down rain and I'm like sweet I fixed my shoes and maybe a hundred yards up the trail, like the duct tape falls off, <laughs> like the plastic <laughs> falls off. I was like, that was the biggest, that was the dumbest thing. I've, now I can't carry, you know, as much water as I need. Uh. And I didn't fix my shoes. And so I ended up just moving my cleats back as far as I could so they wouldn't like fall off like into the hole where the sole wasn't <laughs> it was inches too like yeah. how oh many inches did you say like, it was, like, you know it was the entire like ball of my foot and toes were hanging out the bottom of my shoe So <laughs> then <laughs> hiking over 10 mile uh get over 10 mile and, and going down into miners creek and you know one of the tactics is you know people sleep on the middle of the trail, so that if anybody comes by you, they're probably gonna wake you up and Sure enough, there's Chris sleeping in the middle of the trail. I see him from maybe like twenty yards out, and I was like trying to be sneaky about it <laughs> 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 and, but it was like this big talus field, and uh-huh. so I was like knocking over rocks with my bike and like making all it like didn't make sense, but oh. Uh, yeah, and then the next day, like early that morning, we're you know crossed uh, the highway into Breck, and um, Chris caught me right there, and he's on a single speed like th- this. This was, <laughs> the, oh <my> gosh! <laughs> so this was the year he was he, he did the it was called Project Sub Four, I think. He was trying to do sub four days on the Colorado Trail mm-hmm. on a single speed, a rigid single speed
2: that is m- madness yeah that is yeah utter madness
0: yep that's and abuse. So,
2: <laughs> yeah
0: like there's there's one decent climb before you get to georgia pass and chris caught me right there and like i uh, you know you exchange pleasantries and like i don't even know what you talk about after like hardly sleeping for the last four days but you know, like, oh, you have kids. I I have kids, too. You know, like, oh, you I'm like tired. Bikes? Like, I like bikes? Yeah, like You this, like suffering like, horribly yeah. in the woods? I <laughs> love
2: suffering horribly in the woods. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. So and then he just takes off like a rocket. And I was like, oh, like, either that's like the best tech, tactic, I you know. Just you trying know. to demoralize you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I was like, you know, either that's the best tactic or like, you know, second place is cool.
1: <laughs> so we're just finishing. Yeah, yeah, we're just
0: finishing. Like at this point, I'm, still, you know, with the weather and everything that's been she going on, lives
1: in like really crazy weather conditions.
2: Yeah, we might have to come back to that because I got some questions, but but I want to know what happens.
0: <laughs> so so Chris takes off like towards that that I forget the name of. There's there's a, a pretty decent climb. Uh, before you get to Georgia pass and I was like all right like I'm never gonna see Chris again and so then going up Georgia pass I caught him you know he's he's going up and I catch him and and you know he same thing like oh like what do we talk about right now you know <laughs>
2: yeah. and Nice shoes, I think, yeah, would be exactly, the topic. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, Can I have your oh. shoes? Well, yeah. Can I borrow <laughs> yeah. some, please? Yeah. Spring spares. yeah. i Have an extra pair of shoes <laughs> um But yeah, and and then Georgia like starts to get pretty steep, like going towards the top from the Breck side, and not real technical, but like roots and rocks, like you know, kind of pr- pr- really dang hard for a single speeder to ride up that at that point. Yeah, and. I noticed i put a gap on him and so then i just dropped the hammer and like because yeah. i i was like i know if i can get to georgia pass and then there's the terry all detour he's not going to be able to i've got gears he's not going to be able to mm-hmm. catch me on terry all and then you know buff creek and then waterton and i'm done i can like <laughs> i can win this
2: except except <laughs> that's how this is the thing that we need for perspective here for those who don't understand all the placements of these landmarks when you say oh yeah I've, i dropped the hammer i got these three things left <laughs> we're talking about over a hundred miles left oh yeah 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 I mean, what, 120 is, 130 yeah, yeah, 120 miles yeah. it's not like you're going to be done in an hour this isn't a sprint to the <laughs> no, finish
3: no,
0: no
2: oh my so, gosh
0: so yeah dropped drop you know and he's on a rigid and i'm on a hard tail and so going down the other side of georgia pass like i just let loose and then you know just kept hammering kept going went through the terry all detour and then i got to uh that dirt road um i forget the that kind of goes up to the other stony pass Mm. um i forget the name of that road but it's past the terry all paved section um and I saw Eddie Clark. He was sitting there and he was taking photos. And, and he let me know Chris had bailed out at the bottom of Georgia Pass. And he's like, the next person isn't for like over 150 miles behind you. I was like, dang. Look, oh my God. can to you. Yeah. Like, was it quite the gap? But, he, <laughs> you know, but his, his preface for this is he, he said, like, don't let this change the way you're riding because I need to go photograph the the big mountain enduro. I think it was in Vale or something. He
1: said. He's like, so just get it over <laughs> he's,
0: with. Keep riding because <laughs> like you're on track to like, I'll still be able to go photograph this other event. <laughs> 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 and I was like, you know, at the time I was like, all right, no yeah, 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 yeah,
3: I'll
0: get it done. But that entire dirt road to Stony Pass, they had like recently graded it and so there was about an inch and a half to two inches of just fresh soil oh, and it was no, raining no. and so my tire i even on a flat section got off and had to walk my bike that's how much i was sinking down and with uh, your holy shoe yeah with my yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and it was just that night into the next morning because throughout the night i i did that detour and then hit buff creek And I I remember early that morning, I was coming through uh, where the parking lot and bathroom is at Buff Creek. Mm -hmm. And then that last section, you know, uh, I guess it's technically still Buff Creek until you cross the plat and then it's Waterton. Um, And yeah, like, you know, cruise through that section, you know, climbing up that last section in a waterton was super brutal and then way too technical of a descent it felt like at the time (laughs) (laughs) and then hit the road and same thing my god that road must have been 100 miles long
3: Uh like cruising
0: out like i was you know trying to haul you know i knew jesse was at the finish waiting for me and you know, of course, Eddie's, like, wanting me to hurry up
2: to <laughs> can shoot another other, event.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then some of his buddies joined him for a little bit. Yeah, so I,
0: so these guys I used to work with, they're firefighters at USAfa. Um, they, they came out, and they were at the bathroom at Buff Creek, and they surprised me. And they're like, oh, like, I was super, oh, you know, cool. just seeing somebody's face at the time, like, that you can talk to. I was just laughing, because
1: like, they were like he was still going faster than me after all those days. (laughs) I
2: I know that feeling because I paced Josh home from a Colorado trail trip and he did the same thing to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Only for a little while.
0: (laughs) But yeah, like those small moments like that, I'm sure you know uh, those small moments that just lift your spirits while you're completely exhausted, sleep-deprived, those small moments like there's... There's such a huge up and down in emotions that, you know, hallucinations, yeah. Yeah, climbing up 10 mile, like, like really lacking sleep at that point and knew I was doing well at that point and catching people. And so I was, you know, pushing it and all of a sudden all the rocks in the trail started having like gremlin faces and <laughs> like <laughs> no. you know, it starts moving right yeah yeah right. everything's uh, kind of like the roots are like moving and rocks are crawling i i didn't see anything crazy like i've heard some people say like like oh i saw dinosaurs out there or like hey, you know, elephants yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: See hundreds of eyes looking at him though.
0: whoa oh, yeah what yeah. so sergeants mesa like if you like listen or heard any of the the you know stories about sergeant's mesa yeah ghost story time a weird like background to it there's an old uh i think it's a korean war memorial up there um but anyways people claim that they see crazy things up at sergeant's mesa it's a creepy place rocks everywhere like thick trees like you can't really get a good feel for the landscape um and, you know, people have claimed seeing UFOs and ghosts and all sorts of stuff. I fell asleep in my bivy on Sergeant's Mesa to get a couple hours of sleep. And I, I remember waking up and I, I forget what woke me up, but it was before I, I had set my alarm and wake up and I flip on my headlamp and all I see are hundreds of eyes uh, reflecting my headlamp back oh at no. me
3: yeah, hundreds
0: and like i froze like i i felt my my heart kind of seize up for a second because i was like oh like aliens are here this is the alone cyclist. and smelly on her <laughs> sergeant's mesa <laughs> yeah cyclist was abducted on sergeant's mesa um and then like just freezing like didn't take a breath and then one of the eyes I heard a
3: <laughs> it was a, a,
0: a herd of cows <laughs> had come up and it, like oh, oh, what a relief. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's but amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what slept sleep deprivation does to you. It just it messes with your head in like a, a way that you don't think is possible. But um yeah, but yeah. That, that
1: whole week for me, I didn't get that much sleep. It was anxiety week. I yeah. would wake up in the middle of the night multiple times looking at the tracker going, where's he at now? Where's he at now? Is okay, good. He's still moving. Yeah. Good, he's still moving. Like I was just so stressed out yeah, the whole you can, time.
0: You can sign pumped, up to be on stressed. track leaders right. as part of the mm-hmm. race. And so she was able to follow me and, you know, friends were, and I, I'm guessing that's how they knew. You know, my friends his
1: mom was calling me. I saw where he's at now. And I'm like, I know. Like like, we're just so excited about it and like terrified at the same time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, then I I couldn't believe it. Like that last stretch coming down Water King Waterton Canyon, like like super, super happy to see my kids and wife and you know, like emotions going, like new and knowing I was gonna when and be done like it's <laughs> taken me you know how seven years six seven years to finally complete it and i want it like that but the fact you that you know, just kept
1: trying you know and not giving up after the first time mm-hmm. speaks you know yeah
0: yeah it, so i i attribute it to so on the way out to durango jesse rented um a book on tape called it's called undaunted courage
2: yeah i read this yeah. yes uh-huh. oh
0: my god so you feel like it's, a
2: pansy no matter what you've done in your life you exactly, realize i've done nothing
0: exactly <laughs> until you're That's, eating
2: eight pounds of buffalo meat, raw buffalo meat a day and crapping yourself 24 7 you haven't lived horse, <laughs> or, <laughs> eating, or
0: <laughs> eating the leather off your boots yep so the so we listen to that uh backstory it's it's Lewis and Clark. He, Um, It's a a story about them, you know, Mm. going to uh, finding the the Northwest Passage. And it kind of struck home to me because our neighbors actually had their backyard dug up when we were kids because they found the the college found an uh, archaeological site where Lewis and Clark had camped.
2: Oh, no way. Like
0: right there on Lolo Creek. And so it's always like resonated with me, yeah. You know, and then Jesse rents this book on tape, and we listen to it (laughs) out going out to Durango, and I I was yeah, good job. You know, like it, it just really resonated with me. Mm. And listening to their stories and how these guys, you know, for months and years were trekking across the U.S., people were getting attacked by bears, and eating their boots and starving to death. And here I am, like, all the comforts of the modern world. Like, why can't I ride from Durango to Colorado? Like, I have to be able to do this. Like, third time's a charm. I'm probably not going to come back for a fourth attempt if I can't do it on three. Like, and so the entire time, like, anytime I ran into a tough spot, like, I thought about that. Like, I'm not eating my shammy right now. Like, <laughs> did you did you
2: oh, eat what? your shoe? Is that what happened to you? Yeah, I'm seeing a link <laughs> here. Happened. He doesn't yeah.
1: remember.
2: Yeah, it's hallucinating like
1: from the trail. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> I I really that that was just one of the things that I kind of helped like because it was a terrible year for it the the rain mm. and the weather and and on top of the 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 race being as hard as it is, I I really used kind of my perspective f- from that story to kind of push myself harder and be like all right like at any time i want i can bail down to a town and be in a hotel within a few hours like, yeah i can have food within a few hours these guys had to endure like something i will can't even imagine yeah and so i i yeah it's Thinking, looking back, I feel like that kind of helped me.
2: So, pro championship tip, pick the right audiobook. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then just get ready to suffer. Well, he might
1: need to re-listen to that again for Tour Divide this year. Right,
2: because yeah. the Suffer Fests aren't over.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to attempt the, the Tour Divide this, this June, so fingers crossed it doesn't take me three times to to finish the tour divide
1: (laughs) because we had to drive all the way up to Banff. (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean that
0: (laughs) doesn't sound like the worst thing ever yeah
3: yeah it's pretty nice up there
2: though yeah it's nice this time it's a a bigger
0: commitment with this one so i you know same with the the third time trying the ctr is i really tried to approach it with you know the fact that like all right like i'm Gonna try and do less racing and more of like I'm out here to complete it, and so that's that's hard for me because you know I've so ha- I have a racing yeah. background and so, um, yeah, we're really gonna try to approach the Tour Divide with the mindset that you know stop when you need to, you know, Don't take care college. of yourself. <laughs> sleep <laughs> yeah and take just really take care of yourself and and uh you know just ride it to complete it and enjoy enjoy the race or the ride rather than you know just one focus of trying to be the fastest so
3: oh man I mean, it might might take an entire whole episode to break down the the lessons of Colorado Trail and some of these endurance right. riding oh, events. Oh yeah, but yeah. We'll have to follow up as well with the yeah your experience on the Divide. Yeah, the, yeah, to for the divide sure. goes. yeah. I'd yeah. love to come back.
1: Yeah, this so frame is, a, is currently being built for that right now too.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's done. I just need to finish painting it. So so,
2: so before we get back to the frames, I have a question because these kind of adventures that Seth you're talking about. Aren't the only ones Family's going on because Jesse with your racing as well. Now you are spending a lot of time on the bike and this brings up a question that I've got that we have asked, you know, we had uh, Jake and Nikki Eisenbrye on the show. We asked them the same thing is how as parents do you stay involved at home and get the time not only to train, but then go do these crazy races where you might come home destroyed. Like, how does that work?
1: There's not a whole lot of training going on most of the time. Mm-hmm. I get out three to four times a week if I'm lucky. I only have one to two hours, and I just give it my all during that time. Yeah. Just push hard. Um, sometimes you know there's some segment chasing going on a yeah. little bit just to <laughs> push myself, not well, really yeah. to like go against others, but to you know PR or do whatever for myself mm-hmm. and same thing like we hardly ever get to ride together um because we'll like high five like okay I'm gonna go out okay I'm back like now it's your turn to go out so we just kind of like pass it off a little bit but with him doing tour divide this year he's gonna have to put in those really long miles and I'm here for it and I'm gonna be watching the kids more and just getting in the time that I can um I think we're a little bit more focused this year on him completing and finishing that and.
0: Yeah, 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 we so. we try to, like on a weekend, yeah, we have our training throughout the week, like wake up at five in the morning to go to the gym or, you know, after work, try and sn- sneak in a quick ride before dinner mm-hmm. um, or go out after dinner with the lights or, or whatever. But then on the weekends, you know, we try and devote one day to spending time as a family. And then the other day, you know, I'll take the morning, like I'll go out for a five or six hour ride Mm -hmm. in the morning. She'll do vice versa in the afternoon.
1: If it's really cold, I'm like, you get the morning.
3: (laughs) I I always
0: get the morning. I always Always get
3: the morning. But
0: but
1: anytime we ride with each other, he always looks back at me and then he'll like hit a pothole and like rail himself (laughs) on the top tube or like something really bad happens or he'll crash. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm always we, like, stop looking at me. I'm fine. I'll let you know if I'm too far back or whatever. I, <laughs> I
0: just have that habit of like, even uh-huh. if I'm riding with somebody else, like that maybe, it, but don't <laughs> maybe doesn't know the trail or riding yeah, you with Jesse, like, sure. like you, you know, you always glance back to make sure they're doing okay or make sure they're still there. And I have a bad habit of riding with Jesse, and like as I look back to check on her, like I wreck. <laughs> so, so now, like every time, he, he
1: says it's our tradition. He's yeah. like, "This is a horrible tradition." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: it just
0: happened yeah, a couple of weeks ago on the shoots. Like yeah, I did
1: a fat bike ride, yeah, and he <laughs> ate it on the rock. Ice
0: on that armored bank yep. turn, uh-huh. and both tires just went straight out from under me. And I but, took
1: the other line because I knew there was that fresh dusting of snow on there, and I was oh, like, yeah. "No, nope. no chance." <laughs> but,
0: yeah, so that's that's something that we're trying to not make a habit, even though it's become one
1: for years um, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I, I would love to hear a little bit about an experience that uh that I shared with you last yeah, May was... <laughs> on the Growler. The uh, thirty two uh, mile I growler. Love the growler. Yeah. Half half growler.
1: Should have done the forty. I know done the whole thing. I know.
0: No, <laughs> the, the full thing is 64. Yes. Yeah, they tried to it. Yeah. It's a sad day. So it, it is. So me and Brett and a couple other friends have been doing the Growler for a long time. Like I think 2011 or 2012 is the first time that I did it, and they had been doing it for a number of years before that. Um, and I, I think back then it was like, Thirty dollars to sign up. Mm-hmm. If that <laughs> That's twenty-five awesome. or thirty dollars. Yeah. not
1: anymore. <laughs> um, no,
0: and then I've I've done it for for a number of years. A few years, two years in a row. Actually, I did the half and then the full back to
1: back. One my was gosh. my fault.
0: Yeah. It, both <laughs> Wait, of them were how was that your fault?
1: Because I had broken my wrist that year.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh so you, you had to pick entry? Yeah. 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 And and same thing with the other year. I did. I had a good friend that got injured and so i took their entry and was like all right like I'll, I'll do both like that's fine um but yeah yeah we that's the first time i met you was that the the half growler which i i think they need to rename it's still it the half it's, yeah. yeah it's yeah, kind of like that Even actually it's, what, like four or six miles shorter is
1: great i did the 40 last year with the new aberdeen trails and I, to me, the eight miles wasn't worth the climb, like for mm-hmm. that short, small descent. So I was like, I think I'm gonna stick to the stick to
2: thirty two. Yeah. So the way we hear this, though, Seth, is that you were doing it single speed, correct? Yep. And just hauling along, and unlike the Colorado Trail Race, this time you were pretty sure you were in front.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so this was my first year kind of racing single speed. I've, I've raced, you know pro open races the last oh, 10 years or so and kind of just finished like mid pack you know, normally sure. done some well on some races uh but this year i was like i'm you know i'm gonna race single speed and did pretty well this year uh did a, quite a few races single speed and and won some but yeah did the the half growler with with josh single speed and you know at the, at the you know that every single speeder does this at the beginning of the race like you're looking around at the other people that could be single speed uh-huh. and on the rollout like the neutral rollout for the growler like you have the advantage of seeing who's spinning like 150 on <laughs> <per laughs> <hour.
2: laughs> who's bouncing up yeah, and down yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: so it's pretty easy to pick out the single speeders at the growler Cause you can kind of see them at the beginning of the race. Mm -hmm. And I, am pretty sure I saw you, you have green, uh, I nine or Chris King hubs, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, Well, they're, uh, Onyx.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, Onyx. (laughs) That's That's something I obviously see all the time. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. So
0: I I remember seeing you at the beginning there at the, uh, when we started and I picked out a few of the other single speeders and was like, you know, just keeping tabs on people. Of course. And so then going up kill hill, Which I was, I forget the gear ratio I was running, but it was, it was kind of steep for Kill Hill, which Mm -hmm. any single speeder, it's steep on Kill Hill. Oh yeah. Uh, You know, you're maybe turning like 20 to 30 RPM up that thing.
2: And I I I happened to be next to Josh while he, while we were going up that. Yeah. And it looked like he was having a seizure. (laughs) The the kind of pedaling motion that had to happen did not look normal.
0: It's just, you're all to because it's loose and gravelly and you're trying to keep the balance on the back tire or the, the traction and weight on the back tire while still trying to like not throw up and crank up this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Right at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I just remember like coming up to the top of Keel Hill and I was like, I don't see anybody else doing 20 RPM. And so I was like, I like, I'm pretty sure I'm in the first single speed
2: spot and
0: did the entire race until we got to top of the world and which is
2: not far from the finish. Yeah, we are within striking distance.
0: So climbing up top of the world, I see somebody that looks like they're riding on a single speed (laughs) and I was like, what? No way. Like, yeah. Like And so as I got closer, I was like, sure enough, because there's that switchback going up to top of the world. Yeah. And I, there's that really steep climb before you get there. It's up that like old Jeep road Yo, or something. Yeah, the
2: loose, nasty climb.
0: And that's where I, I think I saw you first. And I was like, oh, there's another single speeder up there. <laughs> like, I've messed this up. I screwed it up. And so then I spent the entire rest of the race trying to catch you. And that section is, is really hard to try and, you know, catch somebody like, you know, there's some decent downhills, but then you hit that last section. I forget what it's called, where it feels like there's five miles of trail, but somehow it's all snaked on itself. And so you see somebody right in front of you and you're like, oh, like, actually they're about two miles in front of me. But yeah. it's just all these gnarly switchbacks back and forth, um, and then I, I finally was catching you, and there was one techie section that I don't think you made, and I wrote over it, and you let me pass. Yeah, and oh, as soon as you did that, you looked down. Move. You looked down and saw my drivetrain, and you said,
3: "No." From there on out, I just
0: dropped it as hard as I could. I was like, "I don't like. I didn't know who you were," and so I was like, "Is this dude a better descender than me? Is he gonna?" Because I I knew there was still a couple switchbacks and a couple techie sections on the top of the ridge. I was like oh, like is he gonna catch me and so i was just like giving it my all um and then yeah finally like cross and i think you crossed like i don't know 10 seconds behind me or something oh, like man, that that's
1: close so
2: oh, that's brutal and josh yeah. from your perspective how did this feel
3: so i i thought i was in the lead the whole time i felt pretty confident because I, mm-hmm. I railed it up kill hill and yeah, i was trying to stick with most people and i felt like i was doing a pretty good pace but Got to those last couple of miles, and the the bear jumped on my back big time. Hit a huge wall, and then right at the top of the world, I was starting to feel the cramps. Yeah, and yep. that one little rock lip, <laughs> both legs locked, oh. and I like I know there are guys behind me. Like I need to just kind of fall to the right here and let them get by. And and then I saw you pass me. <laughs> it's just. Oh, I got so fired up, but I was still seized up, and I had to try to get my legs moving again. And thankfully, that was almost the top. Yeah. So I was able to to ride it out some, and then um, a buddy of mine, uh, Jay Hakala, <laughs> was <laughs> was up there at the next road crossing, and he said, "Dude, what happened? He's only like a minute ahead of you." And I laid it down as hard as I could to to catch back up and. There was only a little bit of climbing from there and then mostly descending. Made some time, but I couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you
1: weren't fourth.
3: Yeah. Yes. There you go. Well, yes. you say that, Silver but the linings. funny
2: thing is when it comes to Josh and the growler, there are many seconds. Well,
3: oh. when it comes to me in racing in general, yeah. second, second place, place is where I live. <laughs> <laughs> There's always someone. This is the, such gro- a good the growler race. is a hard race. height i always you know
0: when i've raced it geared i always cramp there's something about that race just there's no sustained climbs it's always you know you know intermediate or you know, smaller climbs with some pe- punchy techy moves and it's just every time you know i end up cramping at some point in that race it's yeah yeah, it's, it's super fun, but yeah, you know, hard. That's race. Such a good
3: race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be back. Maybe uh, if you're out, you know, doing the divide, I can have a chance. I have time. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Oh good, my gosh. Good. Uh, well, it, it's so good talking with both of you. Um, yeah, if we have a uh, we have a few more moments here.
2: Yeah, do you two have a couple more minutes? Yeah, keep yeah. this going. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have. <clears throat> Go for it. Well,
3: we, we'd love to ask you some of our traditional questions.
2: Yeah. If you've heard any of the episodes, this is where the fun begins.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, best day, worst day, like if you have any stories or moments that uh, were really big lows or big highs for you in the, the writing realm.
2: I mean, if you've got something real epic from running or mountaineering. We've already heard having to carry your yeah, friend back like down the hill and then hundred and fifty <laughs> pounds. It, but aside from that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, from from both of you, what have you got?
1: Uh see we're I'm gonna start with worse because everybody always wants to end on a good note, right? Yeah, sure. Worst for me was twenty seventeen when it was just before the Wimba race season and like so we do that, you know, May through September. Um, ride guiding and all that. And I was mm-hmm. like doing a lot of riding at that point to get ready for this, the race season. And I was in Red Rocks by myself and it was about seven o'clock at night and I was just about to descend, um, sand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And if you ever ridden that trail, you know that you can really throw down some power on there on that, on that descent. And it's super yeah. fun. And I've written it multiple times and I just don't know if I was complacent that day or what, or I was just trying to like hurry up and get down to the parking lot before the sun went down. I don't remember if I had lights. And so I'm just hauling around and like there's this one section where it goes for a while so you can see that there's nobody coming. So I'm like, I'm just going to bomb it down this part. I clip this little like three, four foot tree that kind of pokes out into the, the trail a little bit. My right Handlebar just barely clips it. It sends my left handlebar into my ribs, breaking them. I Superman over the bike, and I'm clipless, so I have like I can really like just somehow come right on out and Superman. I'm really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a
3: talent. You've been at it since day
1: one, as we learned earlier. Yeah. Um, And I just I flew out, and I just threw my left hand down, and I broke my wrist. So it was a two for one deal for me. Um, and then I'm almost falling off of the, the edge of the, the, the trail off to the yeah. cliff side and I hit my head and I just remember I closed my eyes right beforehand and I don't know if I had laid there for a little bit or if I just popped right back up. I don't, I don't remember, but I just remember getting up and I'm like, oh yeah, there's some stuff that's broken for sure. <laughs> like that yeah. is was so painful. And so I tucked in my little chicken wing <laughs> and <laughs> And I put my dropper post down and my legs are just bleeding all over the place. And I just tucked in my, my arm really like close to my body. And I just rode that front brake all the way down the parking lot. Cause nobody was around and it was about to get dark. And I'm like, I can't even remember if I had my phone on me. I was just like, so focused on getting down to the parking lot. Yeah. And so I just rode it the whole like mile and a half or whatever it is down to the parking lot. And I remember these guys were sitting there and they were just like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, could you at least just put my bike on the bat and my bike rack for me? Cause I can't lift anything right now. And they're like, do you want us to call somebody? I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to call my husband right now. And yeah, I, I started going into shocks, like mm-hmm. I was experiencing shock uh, symptoms at that point. I was like, "Well, I better not drive." <laughs> so oh my gosh! I called up Seth. I was like, "Hey, um, I need you to come get me. Uh, I totally broke some stuff, and I was like terrified to like look at like I re- like took my glove off, I took my watch off, and my ring ran away. And I was like, I'm terrified to look at my wrist right now, and it was like so instantly swollen. And I was like, oh, That cannot be good. <laughs> yeah. So that was my worst day, I think, and and it was right before. The season started and so I was in a cast for like six weeks. Oh my I, gosh. Yeah. So
2: how many bones all in?
1: Uh so a wrist and then two um ribs. Okay. Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So that was my worst day. And then I would say my best day, um, I've been getting into bikepacking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I've done like Ring the Peak and White Rim and doing Coca in April, so I'm really excited oh, yes. for that. All right. Yeah. And um I would say best day so far is just doing the descent on Schaefer, going on the white rim. It's gorgeous. Cause it was early morning. It was like a little cold that morning. It was like 30 degrees when we started. This was in March last year. And just like the way the light just hit, it was just gorgeous. Nobody was on the the road. It was just gorgeous we had it all to ourselves. I just loved it. Yeah. I think that was my, my best place. day. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a great place to have a best day. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, seth how about you i, I you've mentioned yeah, genders and I, I almost don't want to ask this question because <laughs> we've got four days no sleep half a shoe raining no food like what could be worse
0: yeah yeah like uh you know, obviously down in south america that was a bad day uh, yeah. ctr definitely bad moments on that um <laughs> some huge ups and downs um but I so I listened to some of the previous episodes and heard Nick talk about um, <laughs> the true grip, yeah, this last year. So I raced at uh single speed, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course you did 80, I think it was 86 or 80, something, mid 80 uh, mile length, and it is exactly like Nick described, like before the race even started it's like trying to snow but it really just piss and rain and i i was sitting in my truck like no way is this race gonna happen and sure enough they started the race and, <laughs> and as we're riding on the neutral rollout i forget how many it was a few miles to the the gravel road um people are just dropping like flies like, I'm <laughs> soaked to my bone wearing, like, all I had was a rain jacket, my wife's rain jacket, actually.
1: You're welcome. Uh, <laughs>
0: and, and, uh, you know, chamois and some and knee warmers. And it's just full on downpour. Like, everybody's road spray in front of you is just hitting you in the face. Like, all of a sudden, soaked to the bone and mm. you're in the neutral rollout and so people are peeling off left and right and i saw some, there were some big names uh that were were out there um Tinker Juarez was out there oh some gosh. big roadie guys were out there and as we're going up the first uh gravel climb um i see just people turning back like people were peeling off at the beginning then we start the climb and then I see the, the, you know, these big names like Tinker was riding backwards. Uh, TJ was riding backwards and I was like, all right, like, they're, you know, and, and then all of a sudden the rain turned to snow and I was like, all right, they're going to cancel this at the top of the climb or something. <laughs> and, you no, know, hit the, the top of the climb and there's, then there's a big descent and completely you know between all the grit and grime wore down my brake pads down to the backing on the first descent and so had no brakes i was using my feet to kind of like kick out and i heard from somebody else they were doing the same thing got to the first aid station people were like turning hypothermic bailing out of the race and i was like sweet like first aid station they're gonna call it here (laughs) nope we're still going And so then they they missed an aid station or I forget what happened, but it wasn't, I think it was 50 miles to the next aid station and you're in the (laughs) middle of nowhere. I don't know if I'm in Utah or Nevada at this point Mm. and there's nobody around me because so many people had dropped out. I think out of the hundreds of people that had started, I I think there was like two or 300 people that started only like. 20 or 30 finished it was something crazy like that gosh i could be wrong on that but it was the the dropout rate was amazing and yeah just in the middle of nowhere tons of snow trying to like grunt up these hills on my single speed i was riding uh i think thirty two sixteen for that and yeah it was just miserable like it was the worst day on the bike completely so the only thing that got me through that race was expecting like okay at the next aid station they're next. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> not. Surely not. But yeah, and ended up uh winning the single speed for that one too. There so there you go. Because um, he
1: thrives in those conditions. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand Like if someone it. doesn't
3: tell you to stop, you <laughs> just won't.
0: Yeah, I I heard Nick say this and so I'm not embarrassed to say it either. Um yeah, Brett actually had to help me like get my gloves and shoes off because my hands and like my nothing worked. Like my oh, hands wouldn't oh, work. Man. And so I yeah, had to have, have assistance like getting everything off at the end of the race. Adult supervision, yeah. So that was recently, you know, within the last year, definitely uh worst day on the bike. Um best day on the bike, hands down like cycling ever is riding the section of the ctr between silverton and spring creek mm. like you know that section mm-hmm. it's all above treeline. yeah and it feels it feels like something out of a movie it's like it's tire another world or something it's, yeah yeah no trees anywhere like you, you can see them way down lower but the entire i, I don't even know how many miles it is it's uh 40 50 miles maybe um all above tree line just green grass like these little alpine lakes every once in a while you go over the ctr high point um that every time i've ridden it has been best day on the bike it doesn't matter like how sleep deprivated i am at that point or how hungry i am or how exhausted i am like just the being able to ride that section if even if you don't intend on riding the entire colorado trail go out and ride that section because it is oh my goodness ride it in like you know end of july hopefully all the snow's gone at that point but all the grass and everything's still green it's just it's it's something the san juans are just amazing
3: it's well i remember a moment just looking out over the san juans and it's like is it is that real? Like, is that a painting? I can't tell. Like, just the way the grass and the sun and... Oh, it's, it's stunning. I agree.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's cool. Yeah.
3: Well, in, in any of your adventures, have either of you had any wild or unexpected encounters? Other oh, than hundreds uh, of cow eyes. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had anything too crazy. Um, when I did Ring the Peak last year... And said things. I'm crazy, but I could have swore I saw mountain lion legs, and I was freaking out because Ooh. it was. I was by myself at that point. Um, actually, that wasn't last year. That was the first time I tried to ring the peak and was unsuccessful at that. Um, my friends had left me at that point, and so I was solo. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna make it to the KOA at least out by uh, Cripple Creek, kind of mm. over there." I'm going to make it to the KOA and they'll be fine. But it was getting like really dark at that point. And just enough to where I was about to turn on my bike lights. And I hadn't ridden that section of trail by myself before. And I just barely glimpsed something. Like I had just passed the crags, like the campground. And I'm starting to climb. And I just barely saw something out of the corner of my eye. And I. it was so quick. But by the time I hurry up and turn my, my head, I caught a glimpse of four legs that were very like golden, furry-ish. Mm-hmm. They weren't deer. I know no. that for sure. But I was just like, I'm going to turn around now because I'm by myself. So I decided to descend down and go onto the highway instead to try to get to the KOA. Yeah. That, oh. I haven't ran into any, like any bears, any weird people, like nothing. But just that one time really scared me so much because I was by myself and it was getting dark that... Just couldn't do it. I could just see the art, yep. the, the headlines, you know, like
2: <laughs> local mountain biker yeah, <laughs> become yeah. snack. I just, yeah, I, I
1: refused. <laughs>
0: so. so mine actually is a bear story. So back at University of Montana on my Schwing Clear oh, Creek, yeah. exploring <laughs> oh, the gee. rattlesnake area, like first time, like really like figuring out what mountain biking is and descending a trail, like you know, starting to feel my oats and and. All of a sudden, like, come around this corner going pretty fast, and there's just an enormous bear butt (laughs) in the middle of the trail. And, you know, new to to mountain biking, grabbed a fistful of front brake and went over the handlebars. And at this time, the bear, you know, had turned around, kind of, you know, looked over its shoulder to see me. I'm going over the bars And (laughs) planted both my hands like on the back of this bear's butt and like, (laughs) as I'm going over the bars and this thing's like taken off running. And I was just, you know, terrified for a second, like one, like did the worst thing possible and grabbed a whole, whole bunch of front brake and went over the bars. And then two, you know, like, is this thing still around? Like, did it just, you know, go behind the tree and it's waiting for me to... Uh, I'm pretty sure it,
1: this is the first time I've heard this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You know, oh, boy. Revelations. Years, it's not you I something I'm still learn I'm proud things
2: of. about that. <laughs> right. right. Confessions on yeah, the that, air.
0: That was probably one of the most surprising moments. Like, everything just escalated so quickly from like yeah freedom enjoying the bike like this is amazing
1: to, to, like,
2: yeah. to playing grab ass with a yeah. bear yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah imagine the bear's surprised yeah. right? yeah. 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 trying man. to
1: enjoy some berries over here yeah yeah, yeah.
3: who's just getting up on me
2: this uh, is somebody's <laughs> getting all fresh back here yeah. <laughs> wow that's a it's... I mean, that would have been a different headline, like bear yeah. attack, oh, yeah. self-defense yeah. really yeah, exactly. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah, well, this could absolutely go all night. This has been absolute oh, yeah. pleasure. Um, <laughs> before we go though, lost trail bikes. This yeah. is the thing. Yeah. It's a, a yeah. bit of a going yeah. concern now and hoping to continue this.
0: Yeah, I, I am. It's, it's something that I've dabbled in as a hobby for the last 10 years or so. Um, and would like to you know take it to the next level, like still trying to contend with the the day to day work and and having free time between training but yeah hopefully hopefully in the next year or two, I can make it make it legit and not just a hobby and you know i've I've built several bikes for friends and and built quite a few for myself and
1: and our um, kids have custom bikes. Like, how cool is uh, that?
2: Okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody has that growing yeah, up. So, so is, should we be expecting to find uh, these bikes hitting the market at some point in the near future? I, He's I, a, I would
0: exciting. like to. I, I can't give a date just because, uh, yeah, everything's up in the air and life's crazy. But, yeah, I, I would like to, in the near future, make that a, uh, you know... I got a custom custom frame building business, so
1: I told him I'd be his social media person because he has none of that. He refuses. Ooh, I was like, "You do yeah. have to market yourself. You do realize this? Like, I'll <laughs> do, do you, this for I you." Feel, do you do I work like for, you <laughs> for Do you do work
2: for podcasts too? Because uh, mm. Super needs some help. Yeah. <laughs> we like to
3: play. We're not good at posting about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> kinda how it is. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs>
2: no, that's super exciting. I look forward to hopefully seeing more of these bikes on the trail.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And uh maybe the two of you on trail as well. Although, like I said at the start, if strava uh, Strava's any indication, I'm only gonna see you from very far behind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for a ride.
2: All right, we'll do it. Sounds good. Seth Jesse, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, yes. guys. If you want to know more about stand-up pedal action, you can check us out online at supa.bike. That's S-U-P-A dot B-I-K-E. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.